Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, uh, joined by... What's your name again? Present Tom Dorian. Pre- Present Tom Dorian. Yep. First name's present or never mind. Whatever you prefer. And, <laughs> Age, your world and then we have, He's a gift to all of us. We have uh, Ziggy <laughs> Rodriguez. Passenger. Ziggy is here and uh, Ziggy is mad at God, so we're going to uh, <laughs> we're going to investigate that. Yeah. That's as best of a transition I could come up with, Tom. <laughs> For those listening, he's about 20 feet away from us. He's on a mic, but he's about 20 feet away That's from right. us. That's right. The lightning will strike. Well, he's also he's, he's levitating. Which lightning is, is going to strike. I, yeah, well, so... So you know that's it's interesting that we were talking about like what would be a good show topic, and uh, for whatever reason Sam came up with anger, anger at God, yeah. and, and it's like I, at first I thought like eh, you There's know I've seen the movies and people roll of some thunder you know people rolling like raising their fist yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> Uh, and yeah. uh, what was the like? The, there's also Caddyshack, which I do not recommend as a movie. No, it's a bad. Movie. That's but, not on the official EWTN list. No, but but, you, but the priest with the one iron or whatever, and he gets yeah. struck dead. by lightning. Yeah, by lightning. Yeah. So there's That's uh, why we're twenty feet yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> Those are all bad things, and and they t- they teach us, uh, you know. Yeah. So so the thing with anger w- with God, I mean, I, I, you know, we we're joking, kind of walking into this segment, but the reality is. When people are mad at God, there's usually a really serious reason. I mean, yeah. I, we're talking life and death. We're talking about uh, losing a, a child or some other loved one, you know, a, a spouse, a longtime spouse. Uh, I remember that movie, uh, Independence Day, you know, and the Jewish fathers, you know, they were praying as, as the aliens are attacking, you know, and they get in a little prayer group and, and you know, the, 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 the Jewish father says, you know, I haven't, talked to, I haven't talked to God since your mother died, you know, and it's like, mm. really, Dad? I mean... I mean, so he's been this this guy has been angry. It was Judd Hirsch, he, the taxi guy. You know, he, right. was, yeah. he was the actor. But but that that made me think a lot about this. Like you will carry an anger like that, because because sometimes that anger will lead to a break. Yeah, right in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think about the uh, you know the dishes I have in my attic right now that caused a break between you know two ants. Mm. You know, over <clears throat> it's like over that. Now that's not the same as being angry really? at God. Well, you know, it's like it's, it's it's silly what what will cause people to be separated, but it's but it's tragic when when it's about God. Well, I think one of the things that's difficult about anger with God sometimes, folks. I can speaking from personal experience. I've had two periods in my life where I, I had to be awakened to the fact that there was an, an anger with God that I was unaware of. And out of touch with, and I think part of it was a willful blindness. So you didn't know you were really right. Angry that, with that, God. that was my underlying issue. I knew I was going through a tough time spiritually uh, after some some wounding. So, like when you were praying and you were going like, "Dude, you were calling him <laughs> dude." That that didn't give you a clue. <laughs> dude, what is up with this? Dude, I have miffed. That was the opening <laughs> to the uh, yeah. So that was your first clue. But for me, I think part of it was uh, it was something that I was awakened to. You know, or mm. uh, somebody actually asked me to to pray about whether or not I was angry with God. Oh, really? And that helped. And I think that part of it was it. My first reaction in that moment was, well, that doesn't make sense. You know, why would I be angry with God? God's God. I don't have the right to be angry at Him. You know, and I kind of in my heart of hearts know that. 
And therefore, I'm not even going to permit the possibility that that was the case. Mm -hmm. But in fact, uh, that time and then later, uh, I kind of awakened myself to realize why I fell into that same pattern where I've been angry with God these past few months Mm -hmm. over this, you know, and that helped me let go uh, of that anger. So recognizing that you're anger. Angry. Is is part of the deal, yeah, and that may be true. Um, and I, but there's some people I know that probably would readily admit they're angry, mm. and they and they have good reason. Yeah. I mean, there's some bad stuff that some people have experienced, and they just don't understand. Some people have sort of a I don't say a righteous anger, but they have this. They've sort of calculated in their head why they're mad, and they've got it all worked out on paper. You know, well, you know, God would allow suffering of children or disease or my dog to get run over whatever it is and it's like the reality is they so they go like so you know i have good reason and they've rationalized the anger you know and they and they, and they quantify it and they know what it is but i don't think deep down inside they recognize um i guess what the cost of that is mm-hmm. that separation right and that that can be that's a scary part that i think that the few times that i think i've i don't know that i've ever been angry with god so much as i didn't understand what was going on Angry at the situation. Well, yeah, mad. Like, why? You know, when we talked about my my wife and you know what what, what happened there with her sidal thrombosis and her near death experience, and I'm thinking, like, why? Yeah. You know, because I think a lot of times we mistake an anger for a deep and profound lack of understanding of what role this can play. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I think we want to kind of. Let's assume that we're talking to someone out there who has some anger with God, right? And and well, um, well reasoned. I mean, it's well seated. It's, there's a reason for the anger. Yeah. There's a couple of points that just kind of came to mind when I was thinking when you said, "Hey, we ought to do a show on this." There's some things I thought like, "Well, what would I say?" I mean, what 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 do I think immediately? And some things that kind of came right to mind was, first and foremost, I I, I don't want to ever forget that God made me, right? And he knows me. And so this idea of, uh, of anger being natural, because it's, it's a human response, right? We get mad. Yep. Uh, and, you know, there are physiological, not just psychological, not just mental, intellectual reasons why we get mad. Our body changes, right? Our face gets beat red. The blood pressure goes up in the veins. You know, and Tom's neck stick out. Look at him right there. He's mad. <laughs> and, 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 you know, there's a natural response to things. But I have to stop and go like, but God knows that. He made me. He knows that. Now, I'm not saying that he wants me to be, you know, in a state of disarray and anger. But I have to understand that God already knows that I'm angry. Mm. I mean, that's different than, like, he probably not even noticing me. He's not even looking at me right now. God's not even paying attention. So that makes him even worse of a God because he's not paying attention to me. The reality is I think he already knows. He knows my heart. He knows everything about me. And, and all my shortcomings, you know, my tendency to anger, my, my, my uh, lack of wanting to apologize, right? my willingness to put my foot in my mouth, all these things he knows about me already. And so it's, I'm not a mystery to him. He may be mysterious to me in some ways, but I'm not a mystery. So this idea that, that anger is a natural human state is important, I think, mm-hmm. to take into a, uh, um, to consideration when we're talking about anger with God. So at the very beginning, we might have a good reason for the anger, but also we have a good reason you know, physically and physiologically and intellectually to be angry. Mm. It's part of who we are. 
You never get angry, though, do you? So. <laughs> no, I definitely... Well, I think for me, one explanation of anger that helped me, um, Bishop Barron uh, gave a talk, and this, this, is, this was helping It really with, made you mad, didn't it? It made me so mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it made me understand the difference between God's anger towards us and our anger that we might have. And so when God is angry with us, it's ordered towards our good, you right. know? Whereas a lot of times the big problem with our anger is it's coming from a selfish place. And I don't think that we can be angry with God for his own good. I think it's inherently coming from some sort of a selfish place. Right. You know, and it comes also, I've heard it explained before in terms of especially anger that you're holding on to, where where anger gets to a place of unforgiveness, that... Comparing using the language of debt and and forgiveness is that, that there's a natural relationship between the two, and that when we have an angry heart where we're holding on to a long term grudge or unforgiveness, that ultimately we are saying that I'm owed this. I was supposed to have this, and I'm holding on to this IOU that hasn't been answered. So yet. if you're talking about the lottery right. that you didn't win, I can see that. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I, I would change a word. Uh, I would take the word selfish out of that. And the reason why is because I'm mm. thinking about the person right now who's listening who's lost a child. Okay. And they're upset. I'm not going to say they're selfish. Right. What I am going to say is you are focused on your hurt. Yeah. And But what I think, but I, again, I'm not a, I don't have any initials at the end of my name other than SR, you know, because I got a junior. <laughs> I'm a senior. So I'm not a, a licensed clinical anything. But I do know from a reasonable perspective that when there's a tragic loss or you know what the reality is we don't understand fully God's plan and i think most of it is asking why i mean i can see the clenched fist at the sky right shouting why 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 me or why him or why that or why and i don't know and sometimes that actually leads us i think to anger and i understand that i i i don't see that like like they don't have a good reason to be angry because sure. like sometimes selfishness can seem like well it's petty, right? And I don't think it's petty. Sometimes I think sometimes there might be some pettiness involved in things. Some justified that we, anger there. The but key I, is where do you take it? What do you do with it? Well, so that's the thing. And so I I, I don't know the easy answer always. Like well you know take just, it to him. Just, take it to God. Just figure out God's plan. No, you can't do that. But you can take your anger to him. Yeah, I think so. You can you, you can yell at him or so. You know, uh, here's the here, here's the thing. And when I was jotting down some notes about this, I said we can't possibly understand his plan. Right. Right. We, we we just can't. If we did, it wouldn't be his plan. It would be some kind of human concoction that we can wrap our little minds around and we can define it. And it can be in a history book somewhere. And it can show you just like you know how Sherman met this Grant and they did all this and you know Civil War. These people that reenact all those little battles and know exactly where every single soldier was. Mm. That's not the kind of plan that of God that we could. We can't map it like that. Mm-hmm. We cannot fully fathom it. But what I did say is, we even though we can't know why everything happens, what we can do is trust Him. Right. Right. So yep. taking it to Him is a, as a great example, Tom, of what I think people sometimes don't do immediately. Is say, look, I, I don't understand all of this, but I just have to believe that you love me, mm-hmm. and I have to believe that you love the person that's gone or diseased or has a problem or the issue, whatever. And I, and I have to believe that you're all love, and I don't know how this is all going to work out, but I guess I just have to trust you. Mm, yep. That's a hard thing to do, though. Very difficult. But, it, but, I, but I think in, in that regard, I think there's a lot of people that probably 
But also, if you have to yell at there. him, I mean, it's hard, it's hard when you're angry to say, I trust you. You know, well, you sometimes you just want to yell. You just want to get it out. And well, that's fine, even if it's multiple times. Take that to him. That does not excuse what you do in the car when you're behind that slow <laughs> lady. You know, you're always seems to be behind. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, we we are going to talk some more about that because that's actually a great point, and I want to I want to bring that up again at the beginning of the next segment. Um, and before we have this next segment, though, got to take a break. Uh, we and before we take a break, we got to talk about you know finding me on uh, online. Send me an email, Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Also, I'd love for you to find our website. Check us out. Uh, that's thecatholiccafe.com. And also like us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Like and share our posts. Comment on them. It makes a difference. It slash makes matters. a difference. <laughs> slash matters. All right. Uh, all right. So with that, uh, we'll be right back. Don't get angry. I'm Bester Zemski. And this is another great moment in church history. The teaching on the role, purpose, and value of the office of priest has been constant in the church for its nearly 2,000-year existence. The priest, even more than being simply defined by his sacramental functionality, acts in the person of Christ and calls each of us to offer ourselves fully in union with the one sacrifice of Christ. While many may think that the priesthood is a modern invention of the Catholic Church, it most assuredly is not. The writings of the early Church Fathers, those first Christians who were instrumental in protecting, nurturing, and spreading the one true faith, bear this out. St. Ignatius of Antioch, an early bishop and martyr, wrote around 110 AD about the distinct threefold ministry of the church. He said, Let everyone respect the deacons as they would respect Jesus Christ, and just as they respect the bishop as a type of father, and the presbyters, or priest, as the council of God and college of apostles. Without these, it cannot be called a church. St. Cyprian of Carthage in 250 AD had this to say about the priesthood. For if Jesus Christ our Lord and God is himself the chief priest of God the Father and has first offered himself as a sacrifice to the Father and has commanded this to be done in commemoration of himself, certainly the priest truly discharges the office of Christ who imitates that which Christ did. In his great work on the priesthood, written in the 4th century, St. John Chrysostom wrote, What priests do here below, God ratifies above, and the Master confirms the sentence of his servants. Then, just a few years later, St. Ambrose, when teaching on the authority of priests to hear confessions, tells us, It seemed likewise impossible for sins to be forgiven through penance, Yet Christ granted even this to his apostles, and by his apostles it has been transmitted to the office of priests. Finally, St. Augustine, when explaining why he clung to the Catholic faith, said, The succession of priests, from the very see of the apostle Peter, to whom our Lord, after his resurrection, gave the charge of feeding his sheep, up to the present episcopate, keeps me here. These are but a few of the many, many quotes from the early fathers which reveal that the ministry of the priesthood was, is, and always will be an awesome gift of Christ to His Church. I'm Bess Drozimski, and this is another great moment in church history.
Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff. And we're talking with uh, Thomas Patrick Dorian. Yes, sir. And Sam Ziggy Rodriguez, who is mad at God. He's not mad <laughs> at God. That's my full title. Yes. <laughs> that was when they, that's, the only, that's on my birth certificate. If you, if, sure. you were, if you were an American Indian, you'd have like, you know, <laughs> Sam mad at God or something. That would be your title. Oh. No, um, so uh, when we when last week you're going to get letters for that. <laughs> you're going to get mail. I have the highest respect for all people. When last we spoke, um, Tom was saying that like sometimes it's hard to trust him when you're yelling. You know, sometimes yeah. you just got to get it out. You do. And so I wanted to talk about that for a second because remember I, t- I talked about the fact that God made us. He knows we're human, and we know we're going to have human. Um, uh, human capacity to understand or lack of understanding and that we're going to be emotional. Um, and I, I guess I also want to talk about the fact that, that I don't know of a single psychologist or psychiatrist or anybody anthropologist or who studies human nature is going to be able to, is going to say it's wrong to be angry. I mean, it's, it's, it's a normal body process, right? Right. That there's this spike that happens, right? We, we, we're, we're normally, we can normally get angry, and like I said, it's a physiological response to a, to to whatever the stimuli, whatever whatever things happen. You know, we'll have that natural response. The problem is, is when it stays up there, right? Right, and then it becomes sort of cemented in our our experience. But but I, I think you're right, Tom, in that to some degree, it's okay to let it out. Oh heck yeah! I mean, remember when uh, when you were a little kid and you were crying and Mama would pat you on the top of the head and say, "It's okay." Tommy, just keep, yes, let it all out. It's okay. Right, right. same you know? thing. And, and the thing is, sometimes you just got to get it all out. That's right. And I don't know, you know, my mom used to always talk about like things like you got a system inside your body. You know, like you got to clean out your system. Mm-hmm. Like there was like, like there were pipes and there was like some kind of Drano that you would drink and it would clean out your system. Well, your emotional pipes, sometimes they really just, the things that build up and, and we just have to kind of like, there's a burst, you know, we just got to. We gotta we gotta let that out and and I think sometimes, uh, but then the problem is is when that gets um, I don't know disproportionate. It's overly angry, or we have a tendency to stay there, or we are so easily angered. But normal anger is normal, right? So I think one thing to keep in mind is our emotions. They're a part of who we are, but they're not all of who we are. Yes, they're a part of reality, but they certainly don't constitute all of reality. There's a reality outside our emotions and outside our own thoughts. And but that, I don't care about those. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but that we're we're we we each have our own frame of reference as persons with our own sets of memories, our own way of processing things, our own sets of emotions. And I think one thing that's important for us to realize, for us to be having healthy relationships generally, is real is to realize, wait, this other person in this relationship doesn't see everything the way I see it, and I got to kind of maybe in, be in touch with where they are. Well, with the case of God, He has a much bigger perspective as a person yeah you know as three persons one god he has a much bigger perspective than any of us could have and i think just having uh uh, that that level of having sort of that wake-up call Mm -hmm. of saying okay this is authentic to where i am right now this is self-knowledge i'm mad and i'm mad at god but there's something i'm missing i don't have the complete picture as an act of faith i can acknowledge that and i'm asking god show me the bigger picture what am i missing yeah, exactly, and 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 from the emotional perspective, I mean, in 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 typical fashion, it'll eventually balance out. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll you'll eventually come down off the cliff. You'll come down a little bit and be able to. Then you can start to ask those questions. For the people that can't, then sometimes there's there's need of some help and some to be able to talk through it. Uh, to some kind of counseling or just to have a partner that you can share that information with. Um, but I loved, Tom, when you were talking about uh, like going to God with things, mm-hmm. that even when you're mad at him, um, there's a part of me that just says sometimes, you know, it's okay, it's okay to be mad at him. Just be honest with him. Right. Stop trying to couch your prayers in some way that you think he needs to hear them. Right. Right? In other words, because he already knows your heart just... You just just be honest with yeah, him. Just give him your heart. Yeah, and that's and, and a lot of us we don't always do that. But if we if we truly believe that God loves us, if we're honest with Him, He loves the broken us. I mean, He loves all of us. He He doesn't love the better us, the the sinless us, or the the always pleasant and happy us. In the same way that um, Tom, you and I love our kids, no matter what. Mm-hmm. I know my kids. Some of your kids have probably for the same thing for you. Although we both got some special ones that are just always good, but but most of the time, you know, there's there's going to be somebody that's that, not happy. That's it's not right the relationship, and they just make me so mad. But you know what? The thing is, I love them no matter what. Right. I would die for each and every one of them at any given moment, at any time, and forever. And, and that's if they're the way angry I feel. with you, you want them to come to you. Well, this is also true. I'd you rather them. I mean? Hey, be honest Same with me. Thing. Tell me what you're feeling. Don't hide right. it. Right. Don't keep it to yourself. Because it's going to be better if you let me know and you let it all out and you tell me what you really think. And, right. I, and I think that when you're honest with God, what you start to find out is that he loves you. That's right. And he, he, you're not going to upset him to the point where he's going to it's like, I didn't know you thought that about me. I'm leaving. Right. God's never going to do that. Yeah. The, I think the whole key there is, is if you're angry, go to him and not away from him. Don't take your anger and just walk away. Right. Because you're not going to accomplish anything. You're just going to get angry as life goes by. Well, and also think about the the kids that when they throw the tantrum and they yeah. run away, it's like, dude, the uh, the Cheetos are over here that you're so upset about. <laughs> right. If you want the Cheetos, you got to come back, <laughs> you know, right? But you're over there. There's no Cheetos. Yeah, you know. And so when we're angry, we run away from God. All the blessings, all the goodness, all the stuff that that's He has right. in store for us, we're separating ourselves from that's that. That's exactly right. And that's why it's unhealthy. We don't want that to happen. Well, I think also being in, in order to be honest with God, we have to be willing to be honest with ourselves. And mm-hmm. sometimes radical self honesty is hard. You know, like I, I said, I went through a couple of periods where this was relevant to me in terms of being angry with God. And when someone first suggested that I was angry with God, I just I said, no, I don't think that that's it. You know, I had gone through a long walk with God that had was had been very formative and fruitful in a variety of ways. And then there and that there was a sudden, very painful wounding that kind of cut off that journey. Yeah, you took a long walk with God off a short period. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then I just said, okay, that was terrible and unexpected. I'm going to offer up that pain because that's what my Catholic faith says I'm supposed to do. And then just go about my life cause, and just trust that I'm supposed to be strong enough to deal with it and move on. And as I moved on, I what all my spiritual disciplines, the various practices that I had, my faith life generally was really suffering. It wasn't what it once was. And someone just brought that to my attention is, you know, you've said that you've gotten these wounds resolved, but have you really and do you think you might be angry with god about how this all went down you know because it was me following him did you realize at that point literally that you'd kind of abandoned ship i think i knew something was wrong you yeah. know i knew that i wasn't praying like i had been and that i was you know struggling to really pray and and to and to fight against sin in the same way that I had in the past and and had really fought, lost that sort of desire to grow in virtue and grow in my faith so to speak yeah and I 
I had an awareness that I was sort of had been mailing it in, mm-hmm. but I didn't necessarily know why until that person just said, I think you might be angry with God. And I literally, my first reaction was that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So you also mentioned a word in, um, in what you were just saying, you mentioned the word suffering and I'm thinking, you know, also, I think a lot of times we, when we're talking about the whys of things, I can't always tell you why something happened, but I can tell you that even in the suffering, something good can come out of it. And a lot of times if we are hurting and if we're angry with God, if we stop and think like maybe maybe God is going to, I'm going to use this some, in some way. And I remember things like specifically in my our own situation, um, our last three pregnancies ending in miscarriages. And there's 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 like there's questions, there's anxiety, maybe there's some anger, there's like I just don't know why and and there's just this gaping wound. Uh, and the reality is you don't always know what, what could God what could possibly good what good could possibly come out of that? Mm-hmm. Right? And the real and I, I still talk about this that right after that happened, after the third one um, I still remember someone approaching me a couple of months later saying, I just experienced this and I don't know what to think. And I'm thinking, you need to talk to my wife. You know, you, you need to talk to us because we just went through it. And there was a part, I didn't say this to that person, but but I did think instantly. It's like, I don't know this was the reason that we experienced that, but I do know that something that was horrific turned out to be something that became a new ministry or a new way of healing somewhere else. And that you stop and think about like, you know, ding, you know, your light bulb goes on. You realize like Jesus was on a cross to save the world. The suffering saved the world. And so my suffering, our suffering, the things that we're hurting over that we're so angry about are actually saving the world if we see it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Right. So this redemptive suffering thing, there's, there's something powerful there. But I do also want to just take this last little minute here and just just to reiterate something. I know that we've said some jokes and we might have to, you know, spoken lightly about some of this stuff, but I, I know and understand from my own experience, I know each one of you gentlemen have had the same kind of just really bad, horrific experiences that might make you angry at uh, at God. And, and I take that very seriously and I understand that uh, and that there are great and deep wounds. And really what I just, I beg and plead from my own experience when I turned back to God, you know, after the anger, it's amazing how where that healing was and just to be, you know, it's almost like I was the prodigal son, you know, coming yep. back home. And it's just like I felt so good to be hugged and held in that way. And so I just ask you to consider that if you are angry at God or if you know somebody, help him come home uh, or come home yourself. Amen. And uh, our Blessed Mother is going to help us through that process also. Mm-hmm. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at The Catholic Cafe serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.